it's so true what you're saying. And I'm glad that's your first tip because I think we, it sounds so stupid, (laughs) but I do sometimes have to consciously think to eat because things get in my way. And I don't do it deliberately because I I love breakfast. I'm not trying to not eat it. So thank you for saying that. You just changed my mindset to make sure I think about it. Well, we like you said, we we jump to the oh, should I eat organic or not, or should I have dairy or this? Right, hold on, pump the brakes. Did did you eat today? <laughs> and I can guarantee you are not the only one, you know, listening to this conversation who has said, oh my goodness, no, I haven't. Right, so give yourself some grace there, and maybe just set a goal of eating. And this humorous but very real snippet into my conversation with Katie Hake is exactly why she needed to be my interview guest on this week's episode of Families That Stick Together. Katie Hake is a non-diet dietitian and certified fitness professional. She is also the host of Fit Friends Happy Hour podcast, where I was a guest last week. And we have been friends for quite some time sharing our common mission of helping people to be confident and just show up and be present where it matters the most. Katie is also a newlywed in this quarantine life to her high school sweetheart. She helps women stop measuring their success by the numbers and stop quantifying and start living. You all are just going to love her approach to real life eating and how it fits into our family so that we can show up and be more present where it matters the most. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. Now my mom, who only drinks her coffee with coconut cream, Jennifer Zambiel. Jules' intro about my coffee drinking habits is true. I really will only drink it if I have coconut cream, which by the way, if you haven't tried it, go get yourself some because it is pretty amazing. No sugar, just coconut cream, and you're all set. All right, so this is a little um, text that I got from somebody about our Together Games, and she said, My son is anxiously waiting for to gather for Advent. He has turned into a great conversation starter. Everybody tell me one really good thing that happened today, all because of to gather. And that is really my hope, you all. That was such a a wonderful little text to receive that day. It totally made my whole day. My hope is that you guys just bring this into your family as a tool to just keep 
moving forward in all the ways you want to, but it doesn't always feel natural. And then it just becomes habit. And you guys become a family that has such strong foundation of communication that you keep moving forward. And when everything comes and kind of shakes you up like it can daily, you can stand strong and stand firm because you know you can get to the end of the day and know that you are solid in connection. Remember that we have so many good deals coming up with our holiday sales. Check it out, togethermoments.com, bring home together for family dinner, together for date night, together for lunch, and think about bringing it to your own home as well as gifting it to someone and giving them something really, really meaningful this year. Thank you all for trusting Together and for letting us help your family become great conversation starters. Welcome to Families That Stick Together, Katie. I am so excited for you to be here. I'm, I'm just thrilled to introduce you to my community because you speak so much truth. I just can't wait to have them hear who you are. I'm so excited to be here. I, I know we have, oh my gosh, we've connected. It's been a few years now, but I think so many of our, our values are the same. And so I, I hope that your listeners have some aha moments today. Uh, absolutely. And Katie invited me to be on her podcast with her good friend, Lauren Wrighton, when they did their podcast together. I just appreciate connecting with you and knowing you because you've been a good influence on me. So thank you. Well, likewise, it's an honor. You are such a great fit for the mission of families that stick together and together moments. You really are, Katie. The heart of the together mission is to empower moms to be confident, to raise strong families based on their values and in the way God intended. Your mission is to empower women to overcome measuring success by numbers and to own their strength and confidence from within. I wanted our community to know you and learn from you because confidence in ourselves, I believe, is what we need first before we can even serve our families to our fullest potential. So please tell our listeners why you do approach your job as a registered dietitian and fitness professional the way you do. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, I think our ultimate goal, regardless of whatever background, whatever, you know, trajectory you're on is that we want to step into our fullest potential. We want to step into the confident woman, human that we were born to be, right? Step into our purpose that God created us for. And so, you know, kind of my journey, just a quick story of my background is I really struggled with that growing up and, you know, becoming a fitness instructor, studying to become a registered dietitian, there was always this mold that I had to fit in, right? And that in order to quote unquote be successful, that had to tie directly to the number on the scale, right? It was always chasing perfection. I've got to be smaller. I've got to be, you know, more lean, all these different things. And I found that by getting caught up in the numbers, you know, the scale, counting calories, quantifying whatever it is, right? The next diet that wasn't a quote unquote diet, it held me back. It held me back from chasing big goals, from having, you know, difficult conversations, from, you know, staying in relationships too long because I didn't have what ultimately came down to 
confidence. And so what I really try to do and my, my purpose behind my business, what I do as a dietitian and, and counseling women is to help them get back to just enjoying, enjoying food, eating and because it feels good. I mean, so much of what your mission and, and to gather moments is bringing some of that joy back to eating and back to movement so that we can stop stressing about that. Because when we take away that stress and we take away that um, overthinking, if you will, around food, it allows us to show up and be present, right? Physically, but also mentally, emotionally, the whole person. I love how you just said to show up and be present is actually connected or can be connected to how we view ourselves. And with that being a food thing, because we can put so much pressure on ourselves. We, we know that to, to be confined to some limits and to do things perfectly or, you know, whatever we might be viewing in that situation. And then it definitely projects onto how we can show up because it can be that constant mind battle that never leaves us. If we're talking about confidence on here and then, there's no denying that a lot of who we see ourselves as is really based around physical appearance and health. You are passionate about helping women create a healthy relationship with food, like you said, free from those feelings like it's around all these limits. So I would like you to tell us more about your philosophy and why women should really take time to hear what you are saying. This question reminds me, I was just having this conversation with a client this morning and what we did, we do it with a fun exercise I do with all my clients is we created a timeline, right? And we thought back to that very first moment. And for many of the women I work with, it's when we're children, it's when we're young, you know, young girls of where she felt negatively about her body or felt negatively around food all over the years, right? So for many women, that's 10, 15, 20, 30 years of maybe reinforcement about feeling inadequate, right? Or not feeling good in my body. And something that we we identified was that, oh my goodness, I see this theme of I look at myself one way. How I see myself is very different from other people see myself. And we are most often our hardest critic. And so what I really tried to do as a dietitian, I almost say it's like nutrition therapy, is I really help women to become the expert at their own bodies. Because if we can tap into what is my body telling me, what is my body trying to tell me, and block out all that noise of the media, of other people doing different things, we can focus on ourselves and, and really tap into that. You know, think of your kids. Kids are kids are the best intuitive eaters because you know think if you've got little ones especially there's a time and we've all had a time growing up where we didn't think we didn't have to think about what we ate we didn't have to think about exercise it was just we ate some till we felt full and then we got back to playing right and it wasn't this big ordeal but as we grow up as we you know step into adulthood there's so many factors out there pulling at our attention that we lose sight of what's our body telling us and what makes us feel good so give us a quick overview of what you believe is a healthy outlook on food because i i do believe what you're saying there is so much coming at us, telling us, 
you have to believe this or you have to believe that or you can only eat organic this or that. And we're just being drilled with all these messages and not just about food, of course. We all know that. But tell us what if you only had a few minutes to tell somebody this should be how you view food, what would you say right now? This is a a complex answer that I think often gets oversimplified, right? Because there is so much out there saying eat this, not that, and trying to put all these limits, limitations and restrictions around what we eat. And I would always argue, you know, I argue, but there's also plenty of research to back this up is that oftentimes the stress around deciding what to eat, how much to eat, right? Stress of whether I should eat this, not that, or what timing, right? All these different things that are trendy or quote unquote, like fad diets that are out there, that creates a lot of stress. And that stress can often be do more damage to our health than eating the cookie. If someone's listening and, and trying to get to a place where they want to have a healthier relationship with food, I would start by just recognizing that food is complex. It's not as simple as eat this, that, not that. And if that is something that you've believed over many years, challenge that thought, put that on the back burner, right? And recognize that food is, yes, it's nutritional. Yes, it's, you know, has um, nutritional value to it and can prevent disease, but it's also social. It's also cultural. It's also traditions. It's also comfort. I mean, there's so many complexities to food. And that's not something that should be shamed. That's something that we should celebrate, right? And the more that we can tap into that and how that, what that means to us individually, oh my gosh, it just makes life so much more full. I'm glad you said that the stress of making the decision can be worse than actually eating the darn cookie. Well, you also said it's a complex issue that gets oversimplified. It's important that you brought up the culture, traditions, comfort. Because just this morning I said to my daughter who was going to school, she didn't want to eat the lunch. And my other daughter was saying, just get the peanut butter and jelly. So right now all the lunches at school are free for kids. It's some kind of COVID relief thing, which is cool. And she said, just get it. It's free. And and Julia's saying, I don't like the peanut butter and jelly. It doesn't taste good. I said to her, Julia, sometimes... Food isn't always about it tasting good and and filling us with joy. Sometimes it's about just giving us the nutrition that we need. And so if you can go there and you got to look at your food in different ways for what moment you're in. And in my mind, I was thinking, because when you want those chips and salsa, when you're older, you're going to be like, yes, let me have those chips and guac because I'm out with my friends and I haven't had a date night out with another couple in a long time. Yes, by golly, I'm ordering the chips and guac. So I I think that it's important for us to model those as well. I don't know. Give me some feedback on what I said to her. Yeah, no, I think that's great. But here is where I think a lot of a lot of us get stuck, right? Is we default to the all or nothing mindset of I've either got to be all in 100% healthy, you know, or I'm all out communicating to our children, right? And also to ourselves that food is a spectrum. There is a spectrum of of healthy eating and 
you know, that can go from one end of the spectrum where it's, we take out and carry out every single night and we don't even think about nutrition. We only think about what tastes good and feels good in the moment. And then there's this other side of the spectrum. I have so much rigidity and I don't allow play foods and I, I only eat because food is fuel, right? I think, I think most of us want to be somewhere in the middle. So as adults, right, I think that's a great way to explain it to your kids, rec- helping them recognize that, look, you win some, you lose some. Sometimes when you can, you think of nutrition for solely nutrition. Sometimes you think of it just as play food, but it's both. Very cool that you said food is a spectrum. That really helps you understand that it it goes in all degrees here and it's useful for different reasons throughout the week. And we have to probably hit every part of that spectrum in a healthy way, right? Yeah. Hitting all ends of the spectrum. That is healthy eating, right? Healthy eating is being able to live on that spectrum because think about, I mean, imagine, and we've all maybe been at different stages in different life, but imagine if you've been at that stage where it's I'm only eating whole foods. I'm not allowing myself to eat any processed foods. That's not fun. <laughs> and it can be stressful from to for feeding a family, for feeding yourself, from buying the groceries. I mean, budget, there's so many so much that comes in on that side, but then on the flip side, right? We've also been to this or, or maybe you know somebody who's been at that other end of the spectrum that doesn't eat at home, that only eats out and is doesn't really think about nutrition. There's, I guess, um, consequences, if you will, for both ends of the spectrum. So the woman you are talking to in this episode right now is definitely feeling everything you're saying. She may be planning which carryout she's getting tonight, or she is cheering for herself for having the best meal prep this week. And, And we go up and down in that. But she is also most likely very busy, running around, using all her small moments, mostly for her family, and can rarely find some time for herself. Give her three tips right now for things she can add to her day and those little mom cracks of her day so when she gets to the end, she feels like she did indeed make some good choices for her health that day. I love this question, and your listeners are probably going to laugh just at my first tip, but I feel like I am a broken record and I say this all the time and I'm going to say it again is number one, you need to eat. Like I know that sounds so basic, but so often, like you said, we power through our day. We push through that. We don't even eat. And so what does that look like? Right. That looks different for everybody, but for most people eating enough looks like three meals, maybe some snacks between. So, you know, I'm thinking of this as the woman who is, like you said, running around, didn't eat breakfast before she knows it, it's two o'clock, three o'clock, and she's got to run and pick up the kids. Again, pulling back the that all or nothing mindset, can you just start eating? Can you eat something <laughs> at regular intervals? Maybe that means to committing to eating breakfast every day. Maybe that, that means committing to a snack every day because you tend to power through lunch and then not eat until dinner. So that's my first tip is eat. Can Maybe I jump in? Yeah, absolutely. On that tip. I am guilty of that as we speak, I am definitely a breakfast eater. I I do always eat breakfast, but I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I, I didn't eat anything today. Nothing, Katie. And it's 1130 and I've been up since six o'clock. And I normally eat like 
I'll eat with Nathan or um, right before he wakes up, but he woke up early today. I'm thinking to myself, as you're talking, why didn't I eat? And it's so true what you're saying. And I'm glad that's your first tip because I think we, it sounds so stupid, (laughs) but I do sometimes have to consciously think to eat because things get in my way. And I, I don't do it deliberately because I, I love breakfast. I'm not trying to not eat it. So thank you for yeah. saying that. You just changed we, my mindset to make sure I think about it. Well, we like you said, we we jump to the, oh, should I eat organic or not? Or should I have dairy or this, right? Hold on. Pump the brakes. Did, did you eat today? <laughs> and I can guarantee you are not the only one, you know, listening to this conversation who has said, oh my goodness, no, I haven't right? So give yourself some grace there and maybe just set a goal of eating. And I will say just for everyone to feel normal, and I certainly want to hear your next points, but I think that just like anything, as moms, we're, we become super women and we can do anything. We really can. Yay. Go moms. Mm -hmm. And one of those is definitely We can live without food and live without sleep. And just because we can do it, and honestly, most of us probably do it really well, doesn't mean we ever should. And we need to be like, bring it in, let's go. And think about what you're really doing. Give yourself sleep and give yourself food. And I don't not eat ever because I am trying to limit myself. It is always because I forget, which again, sounds silly, but I guarantee everyone on the other side of this is shaking her head saying, oh my gosh, either yes, yes, you're so right. Or well, shoot, I didn't eat today either. <laughs> right. And, and starting to look at nutrition, can we look at nutrition and can we look at eating as a form of self-care, right? Just like you said, so many women are so good at just powering through because mom power and not even realizing, right? Right. Not slowing down to feel that hunger. But what happens if we just power through, that's going to come back with a vengeance at some point, right? And it's usually after dinner, once the kids go to bed, when you have the ability for to, to relax and those cortisol levels to lower, then that hunger will hit you. So it's almost like, okay, can I, can I change the way that I'm looking at food and, and how I'm eating and when I'm eating? I know you're giggling at that conversation too because you can totally relate but I also want you to relate to this imagine sitting around your family dinner table you're all there you have found some time to slow down and all you you get to do right then is listen to your oldest child tell her dad how much she loves him by telling him a character trait she hopes to emulate one day or you get to tell your youngest child how they are valuable to your family and you get to see them light up and giggle because they know what you're saying is true. And you also get to laugh hysterically about that one thing in your house that never seems to get fixed. All of this conversation and more can certainly be yours through togethermoments.com 
when you order to gather for family dinner or to gather for date night. If you want to give a gift that matters this year, that's meaningful, that looks like you put some thought into it, choose to gather moments. This question with Katie is from to gather for family dinner. So the full question you'd ask with your family, Katie, is what are three luxuries we could easily give up and what are three luxuries we would have a hard time parting with? Tell us just one of each here. People are going to think I'm crazy, but to be honest, I could probably give up TV. I really go long stretches without watching TV. I may watch a show here and there, but it's something that if I don't have it, I'm, I'm fine without it. But something that would be really difficult to give up is probably just the internet, the, the instant gratification of finding that answer on Google search. Excellent answers. And I completely agree with you. In fact, that's the answer I give with my family is always television. And I surprisingly have two children that will join in with me on that. I love it. I love it. That's so funny. Now, will your husband agree on the TV? Probably not. Not with sports. I was going to say it's probably the sports. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Katie. Yeah. And that vengeance comes back as a Halloween candy that just is sitting out on the counter. And I'm not being silly. That's that's true. And then it does lead to bad choices. So you're right. Thank you for that. Okay. I want to hear two and three. Yeah. Gosh, we could talk about that forever. But my next two tips, you know, definitely get the kids involved, right? Recognize that mealtime food does not just have to be mom's job in the kitchen. If we, you know, if we really want to raise intuitive eaters. And like I said, maybe you've had a not so good relationship with food growing up. How can you make that experience more positive for your kids? So, I mean, there's plenty of research that shows that when kids are involved in the process, they're going to be more likely to try new foods. They're going to be more likely to just enjoy mealtime, right? And it's a more positive experience for everyone. I mean, there's so much out there. One of my favorite resources, and we can we can link to this, is Ellen Satter. Um, she does, does a lot of research on the division of responsibility and recognizing what does that look like and how do we how do we raise children to like what's my job as an as a parent with feeding kids and what's the kids job right and usually that means the quote that she says is you know parents provide kids decide because that empowers them to to again become the experts at their own body and not have to deal with all the rules that that we as adults deal with. And then my last tip, my tip number three is make it fun. And I think your product does such a good job at creating that environment around food because the more that we can make it fun and not make a big deal about it, food is, like I said, it's something to be celebrated. It's not something that we should dread or stress about. Those were just really, really great tips. Thank you for that. I do think that that will help our listeners get to the end of the day and feel like she made a healthy decision. And I really like about making it fun and using together stickers. (laughs) Yes. I love it. (laughs) No, but seriously, it does. I speak all the time about making family dinner a positive environment with our words, but it has to be positive with food too. So thank you for sharing that. Katie, this last question I think will really relate to some people right now. I have always been a person who works out, always. I've weight trained. I run half marathons, ran half marathons a long time ago, (laughs) done workout classes. I've always been committed. For the last 25 years, I've done it regularly as in about 
three days a week. This last year has really, really messed with me mentally and made me severely fall out of that routine. When the gym closed, when I didn't, when it did open up and I didn't want to put my kids in the daycare or have them playing on the equipment or whatever. And then I do online stuff. It's just, it's been crazy. So it it was just like the routine part of it. What is your best advice for someone who has gone through that to help them get back and make the commitment? Oh, that's such a good question. And it's so relevant. I think all of us have felt that shift, just that, oh, that lack of energy to because we're out of our routine. And so number one, just recognize that that is normal. You're not alone. Uh, even here myself, I mean, fitness is part of my job. It is my pr- profession. I talk about <laughs> nutrition and fitness all day long. I teach fitness classes, but even for me last night on Instagram, I posted about, I literally put my workout clothes on. I had some caffeine, like what was supposed to be a 30 minute workout turned into two hours of, I don't even know what I was doing, wandering around like a lost puppy. Like, so if we can, again, recognize that that's normal, that's normal. That is part of how we as human beings are are processing, you know, this time, but get away from the all or nothing mindset, remove that expectation of, okay, I have to do 45 minutes, five days a week and recognize that your, your fitness might look different day to day. And can we focus on just movement versus fitness? So today that might be, getting outside and going for a 20 minute walk because you, you meant you wanted to do strength training, but you just needed to get outside because you cannot look at a screen again. (laughs) You can't commit to a virtual workout. So being flexible or what is that quote? It's like, be firm about your goals, but be flexible about your approach. I think you hit it right there when you said the lack of energy has probably been this year's problem because we certainly go through seasons of life, like after having a baby or something where we don't have the energy. But I I do feel like this year has been very different, obviously, (laughs) for lots of different reasons. (laughs) But overall, it is the energy. It's just everyone feels beat down in so many different areas. So it's like, whatever, if I'm not going to do the workout, oh, well. Mm -hmm. But it is very important. And also, thank you for saying focus on just movement instead of fitness. A lot of times we, just like we're talking about with food, we place it in a box of what it is when really, when it comes down to it for that particular thing is just move, just move your body, go do it, go on a bike ride with your kid, go for a walk. And I do, I do that. So you're right. I shouldn't put that much pressure on myself because I am, I am doing all that stuff. I mean, I always go on bike rides with my kids, but that's not in my mind a workout, but it is. So thank you for saying that. You just, gosh, you're just full of so much wisdom today, Katie. You are changing (laughs) my life. That's (laughs) crushing it. But can I, I want to share a little tip that has kind of, gosh, this has been my mantra for, for movement over just the past few months is I just tell myself, can I move my body for 30 minutes a day, every day, removing that expectation up? Because I used to be avid, like every morning, all about that morning routine. But I just found myself with working from home. I was staying up later and then being able to sleep in like everything's out of whack. And so I finally got to a point, we we just got to toss that perfection and that schedule almost out the window sometimes and say, all right, I'm just going to move 
30 minutes every day. If I plan one thing it ends up being something else, so be it. I will try again tomorrow. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And I am queen of flexibility because I have four kids and every day it's like, what surprise is happening today? That's going to throw me completely out of whack. And there's about 10 every day. But for some reason, I I haven't, I guess I, I don't feel the same about fitness. I just think, well, shoot, I didn't get to it. When instead I should change it and think, well, who cares if you didn't get to the online one? Go outside and play a really good game of basketball with Anna or whatever. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. I, I love the idea of like being like having structure, but being flexible because I think, you know, the type of people we are, we like to check boxes. We like to have a plan, right? Cause that's, that's the type of people we are, but can I be flexible? Can I be flexible about what it is that we just, right? Maybe you set a goal of eating a dinner together as a family. Okay. Well, in my eyes, that was going to be, I was going to cook this gourmet meal from scratch and it was going to look beautiful. That didn't happen, but can you still accomplish your goal of eating together? Maybe that did look like carry out, right? Again, remembering the bigger picture it's the week to week, the month to month that really matters versus getting so focused on the nitty gritty details. And as I'm listening to you, I think, well, we moms spend our days doing things for everyone else. And, you know, I I guess for me, I always had those set like Monday, Wednesday morning. I went to the gym. Nathan went in the nursery. He came out. Then we would play on the equipment. When I say equipment, it's like slides are there and tunnels and things like that. And in that, we didn't have that all of a sudden. So I I put that pressure on myself where, well, I don't have that time for myself anymore, which is fine. I can I can overcome it, but then I just don't go back to it. So you're awesome for saying all that. I <laughs> love that. Katie, is there anything else you didn't get to say that you would like to share with our listeners to give them any really solid advice to make them feel good about themselves or a quote that you really like to make them just keep pressing forward and and really be confident in who they are, no matter if they've reached their, you know, their goal they think they're supposed to have and just realize every day can be positive. I think it's most important to give ourselves grace, right? And recognize that every time we eat, every time we move our body, it's an opportunity to learn, to learn more about what your body is trying to tell you, right? Whether that's positive, whether it's negative, whether it's neutral. And when it comes to deciding food choices or deciphering all this nutrition noise, if it goes against your gut, if it goes against what feels right to you with with your lifestyle, with your values, with your family, then don't do it. It's not right for you. And so if you can continue to listen and to lean into that that voice, I like to say your gut, but really that voice, right? We all know that feeling, that's going to get you closer to a happier, healthier relationship with food in your body. Listen to ourselves. Yes. Quit listening to all the noise out there and just trust yourself. Trust yourself, mamas out there who are doing all kinds of amazing things. Put yourself first. Don't be scared to do that, right? Katie, the last question I ask every guest is what's one thing helping your family to stick together right now? Such a good question. Well, as as you shared earlier, I'm a newlywed, even although it's we got married in April, it feels like it's been forever. So we've been 
you know, living together, working together, literally together 24 seven. And it's, it's been great, but I think something that's still helping us stick together and really enjoy the season of being newlyweds is honestly mealtime. Like mealtime has become so much more enjoyable throughout this whole time, because I spent a lot of time teaching fitness classes and always being gone. Right. And I was working full time and then doing my side hustles in the evening, but a lot has shifted over the past few months for the best way. And we alternate who cooks and who cleans and it's just our time to unplug. And I'm really enjoying that. Ah, that's so great. I'm going to give you some advice when you are ready to start a family, God, God willing, have children, (laughs) keep that habit going, because I think that would be so invaluable to what your children can witness in their mom and dad together. I love that. Thank you. And we definitely will. And we'll have all the stickers to help us with it as well. (laughs) You will. All right, Katie, tell everyone where they can find you and where they can connect with you to keep just learning from you. Yeah, I love to hang out on Instagram. My Instagram is K-T-H-A-K-E, Katie Hake. And then my website is just my first name, last name, Katie spelled out, K-A-T-I-E. H-A-K-E.com. And tell us about your podcast. Yeah. And my podcast is called Fit Friends Happy Hour, um, where we talk all things nutrition, fitness, health, just how can we just keep getting better in all areas of our life. Katie delivers it very real. If you can't tell, you all will love her. So hop on over there. Katie, it's been a pleasure. I have learned so much from you in our short time together. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. All right, girl. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.